Welcome to the Two-Way Radio Show. I'm Rick Savoya. I'm Danny Feimster. And Anthony Roque is off today. And this is the podcast about two-way radios for business and consumer communications. Today we'll tell you about a new compact GMRS mobile radio from Ocean with dual receive capability. We'll go through its features, compare it to the popular KG-1000G, and talk about what sets it apart from the other compact mobile GMRS radios currently on the market. We'll also take some of your comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Our show is sponsored by buytwowayradios.com, the source of two-way radios and radio accessories for businesses and consumers since 2002. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Buytwowayradios.com, your radio specialists. Until a few years ago, mobile GMRS radios were almost unheard of. Sure, there were mobiles available for other services that were repurposed or reprogrammed for the general mobile radio service, but they weren't approved for it by the FCC. Then Midland came along and changed that with their MXT series of micromobile radios that were made and type accepted specifically for the GMRS. In 2020, Ocean entered the arena with what is now considered by many to be the ultimate GMRS mobile transceiver, with just about every feature imaginable, including the ability to turn it into a GMRS repeater. Now they are doing it again with a brand new model, the Ocean KGXS20G. But this one is very different. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, I would say it's a KG1000G Lite. Maybe, maybe that's a, a good way to describe it. Yeah, think? I would say that. And, uh, it is literally lighter. It's a compact mobile radio. So it's, it's smaller. Um, it's probably, um, a better option if you, um, have a small amount of space that you can fit your mobile radio into. Now, the, the KG1000 does have the removable faceplate that, uh, the XS20G does not have. So, I guess ultimately, if you can throw a, the body under a seat or something, the KG-1000G is probably uh, still a better radio. But mm -hmm. the KG-XS-20G is um, less expensive and has a lot of the same features that the KG-1000G has. And um, a good alternative, because of the, the inflation that's going on, we had mm -hmm. uh, a price increase on the KG-1000G around – uh, probably what six eight months ago, yeah. And uh, the, the KG XS twenty G kind of gives you a lot of these features, but allows you to hit a lower price point. It's at uh, two hundred and nineteen dollars. You know, in spite of the price increase for the one thousand G, it hasn't seemed to slow down the sales of it that all that much, really. When the KG one thousand G first came out in November of last year. We knew it was going to be something different and something special, and we even called it the best mobile G 
GMRS radio in the world. But we didn't really, even then, we really didn't know exactly just how popular it was going to be. And it turned out to be extremely popular. Yeah, it's, it's been a year and we still can't keep them in stock. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a good problem uh, to have, I guess, for for us. Um, but maybe um, maybe this new model, the KG XS 20G, will help alleviate some of that demand. Maybe some people that were looking for a KG 1000G will find that the the XS 20G does everything they need, and uh, it, it's a an option to save a few bucks and mm-hmm. still get um, a lot of features. Now. The KG XS 20G, I don't really want to undersell this radio. I mean, this is mm-hmm. a, a um, feature-packed radio. It is. Yeah, it, it's um, much like the KG 1000G. It has simultaneous dual receive. So you've got the, an A area and a B area on the screen, and uh, you can monitor multiple frequencies at once. It's very much like a... Um, the, the new KG935G, it's sort of, it's very similar in the way it works to the KG935G, but in a mobile. Mm-hmm. And it's still, it's more like the, the firmware for the KGUV8 series amateur radios that um, is thrown into a mobile radio. Well, I think that's because the internal architecture is very similar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the uh, hardware is similar to uh, the 8 series handheld radios with the power cranked up to 20 watts. Um, and the display is the vertical style display rather than the horizontal style with the 935G. But this radio, and I've been playing around with it quite a bit, and especially we just put out a video on the XS20G. Mm-hmm. And um, this has really impressed me in a lot of different ways, and, and not just in the number of different features that are included, but just the fact that it's uh, – I think I like the compactness of the radio, but I also think that it is a little easier to manage um, or to to move around with, I guess, than the KG-1000G in some ways. Um, and I'm talking about getting into the menu and navigating through certain things in the menu. And I, I, that's just my take on it. But I seem to find that a little bit easier. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me, mainly because we've been, um, you know, over the last uh, who knows how many months uh, internally testing these 935Gs and the XS20Gs. And there's a lot of, I guess, symmetry between a 935G yeah, yeah. and the XS20G. So I, I think, I know it's the case with me, if you're used to using these handheld radios like the 935, then it translates directly onto the XS20G because um, with, with the XS20G, we've, we've had Ocean rename all the menu options so that they are consistent with the 935G. It uses the exact same... Uh, menu names that we've updated for the 935G. So it's, it's, it makes sense to an English speaking American for the most part. Uh, I think that's really what I'm getting at on this. I think that's really where I'm seeing this easier use. 
Yeah, yeah. If if I could go back and update the KG1000G, I probably would make the menu a little more friendly. Yeah. Like there, there are a few options in there where, um, and you know, you only have what, eight characters to work with, so mm-hmm. it's hard to really describe what the option is at a glance. But with the KG1000G, we went with the Ocean tried and true menu names that they've been using for a long time, but uh, they just, you know, some of them just. Don't make sense. You kind of need the manual to like, oh, what is, what is this again? Yeah. Like, um, that's one of them, for example. Um, ABR is one of them I see. ABR, yeah. The backlight timeout. Like, ABR, what What does that mean? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, why don't, why not just make that backlight? I think it just means auto backlight something. Yeah. I I assume that too. but uh, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I agree with that. But, but it's also the reordering that we went through on these, uh, where they're all sort of you have the like items, all you know closer together. And I think that for me yesterday, as a matter of fact, I was answering a question, and I had to I couldn't remember off the top of my head. Okay, where was that? So I I turned on the XS20G. I had it in the background. I just had it off for the time being, and I, I turned it back on, and I just went through the menu real quick, and I know it's somewhere around here. I found, you know, several items all together, and I was able to just check each one of them real quick and, you know, verify that. And yeah. it, it was easy to find. It was easy to navigate. And I was thinking, you know, I'm glad I'm glad this was done. <laughs> Yeah, I I thought it was important. I thought it would make the radio a little more user friendly, and I, I talked them into agreeing to make that change, and um, that that also resulted in having to change the keypad. The, the XS twenty G uses the same uh, hand mic as the KG one thousand G. There's um, a no, it's a different it's a different um, it's a different connector, and it's a different product number. Yeah, than, it's it's, it's a different mic is. because yeah. the connector's different and the keypad is different. Like we've had the the keypad printed with um, different shortcuts to menu items. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's um, it's a little better. Like you you know when you go into the menu on one of, on a handheld radio, you can press menu three and it will take you to menu option number three. So mm-hmm. it was important to me that. Um, the top nine menu items, which have a short key printed on the keypad, be frequently used items. So mm-hmm. uh, the, the top nine are frequently used items. And then after that, everything is kind of grouped together. Like all the all of your scan options are in the same place. Okay. So what do we have in the KG XS20G that really stands out feature-wise? Aside from the menu. Okay. The, the top... Features, uh, if you ask me the top features, which you just did, so yeah. here we go. Um, the size. Mm-hmm. Compact and light. So smaller frame, better for, you know, modern vehicles where you, it's it's hard to find a place to put a full-size radio. Mm-hmm. Now, um, how you compare is smaller than the KG-1000G. Mm-hmm. But uh, the KG-1000G, you have to remember, has the removable faceplate, which the XS20G does not have. Um, so that's a consideration. The uh, power on the KG-XS20G is up to 20 watts. So 
Yeah, it's not a full 50-watt, 40 or 50-watt radio uh, like some of the other mobiles are. But having said that, the advantage of that is that it runs cooler. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, you're reaching a little with that. but Well, it's uh, part of what makes I, it lighter because it doesn't need that heavy – that heavy case that doubles as a heat sink that the KG-1000 has. Right. I think the the lower power at 20 watts is uh, – the, the cooling was a consideration in why they, they couldn't take this to 50 watts. You mm-hmm. need uh, a different method of cooling to, to do more power. But 20 watts is higher than some other smaller radios yeah. that are on the market – and 20 watts is more than adequate for, you know, uh, an overwhelming majority of GMRS situations. 20 watts in a vehicle with an external antenna outside, 20 watts is going to get you to the same repeaters the 50-watt radio will get you to in probably 90% of the cases. that uh, Obviously, 50 watts is better than 20 watts, but... Well, maybe, maybe not. It depends because really I think a lot of where that range comes into uh, play is in the antenna. So you can have a 50-watt radio, and if your antenna is mounted in a, in a, a not-so-great area or if you're not in a not-so-great area, it uh, doesn't really matter what wattage the radio is. You're, you're not going oh, to really get out right. very far. You're absolutely right. A 50-watt radio with a terrible antenna is worse than a 20-watt radio with an ideal antenna. Exactly. But in the same situation, like if you had the same antenna, then the 50-watt's going to be better, mm-hmm. but the 50-watt is not going to be um, 150% better. Like. Uh, you know, it's going to be a little bit better, but not, not, it, yeah, it, it's, it isn't multiplied right. by the, by the number I, of Watts you have. Like 20 Watts and 50 Watts. If, if you're just reading those numbers, you're like, oh, well the 50 Watt is 150% better. Yeah. It's not. It doesn't work that way. Better. No, it's, it's maybe 10% better. I would say 10, mm-hmm. maybe 20%. Maybe. But it also depends on, in the case of GMRS, it also depends on what channel you're on. Because if you're on the upper channels, 15 through 22, you can run it at a full 50 watts. When you're on the lower channels, uh, you know, 1 through 7, you're limited to 5 watts max anyway. Right. So it doesn't matter. In a case like that, it doesn't matter which radio you're using. Right. Any legal radio that you use on channels 1 through 7 is going to be capped at 5 watts. Handheld, mobile, whatever. Um, anyway, you had asked me what were the top features of this I radio. I did. So we uh, let's let's move on. Of course. So go ahead. Um, I also consider the NOAA weather mode to be a top feature on this radio. That's a big one. That's um, a big one. Now this isn't. I, I've looked at some other GMRS radios recently. That there's more and more GMRS radios coming out. What I'm seeing is. On the ones that support NOAA, a lot of times you ha- you just have – the way they do it is like we're going to put in a channel 31 and that's mm-hmm. NOAA channel 1 and 32 is NOAA channel 2. Isn't that inconvenient? Like isn't it much better to have a separate mode for weather so you don't have to clutter up your channel list or you don't have to, to tune away from the GMRS channel you're monitoring? With 
with the XS20G and the KG935G and the KG1000G, all of the ocean radios that we've worked with them on that have weather mode, it's literally a mode. You hold in the band key and you're in that turned, mode. You're on weather mode. Yeah. yeah. It's all down, right there. Yeah. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like we're, we're thinking about usability a little bit. We're thinking outside the box. Well, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't take a uh, rocket genius to uh, <laughs> come up with the, the weather mode. I mean, uh, you know, it just makes sense. So, uh, why would you put your weather channels in the channel? Like, uh, I want my NOAA channel. Let me go to channel 37. Nobody wants that. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take Elon Musk to figure this out. <laughs> Elon Musk would have figured this he out. He probably but, would have. You know, yeah. uh, a lot of other people should have figured this out, too. We're the Elon Musks of radio. How about that? <laughs> We're not. <laughs> no. <laughs> We're not. Okay. Anyway, um, so what else we have? We've got the no. We've got the no weather mode, weather scan, weather alerts. What else we have going on here? Um, we have frequency mode is in this. In addition to the channel mode that you obviously have, mm -hmm. uh, you can switch to frequency mode, and that lets you uh, dial up any frequency that's supported by this radio, which is um, the VHF frequency range of, uh, say, 136 to 174, I believe. I believe so. And 400 to 480, or maybe 420 to 480 on the UHF side. Any frequency in that range you can tune directly to from the front of the radio you can also go into the programming software add a channel with any of those frequencies as a receive only channel yep just uh, receive only no transmit uh unless it's a gmrs frequency if it's a valid right, right, gmrs frequency right. you um and, you know this is another thing that uh that's why we're better okay you ready <laughs> i'm ready I've seen in looking at these other GMRS radios, you see the the way they do the programming software, they will lock down channels one through 30 and say, these are your GMRS channels. And then 30 plus the, the other channels are all receive only. So if you want to make a, a say you, you use channel seven, GMRS channel seven, with a certain person you like to talk to mm -hmm. and you always use a certain privacy code. If you want, you can make that channel 54 on your radio with the privacy code right there. And if it's a GMRS frequency, you can transmit on it. It's cool. It, yeah. All yeah. the GMRS rules are baked into the firmware of the radio. So um, I think that's an advantage. They're baked into yeah. the firmware instead of being implemented in the programming software. It's like a lot of these are like ham radio. And this is a, a, a amateur radio as well. But I think that we go a little further as far as customizing it for the GMRS audience instead of just, yeah. you know, locking down some things in the programming software and calling it a day. Well, it also complies with the FCC rules in the respects that we can't have any kind of a dual mode uh, radio in the sense that it works on two different that it you works can't on work two on multiple services that it doesn't work on two different services or multiple services I yes. think it would be legal 
to, I don't think what these other guys are doing is illegal. They're just choosing a, an easier way to mm-hmm. implement it. Like they're saying, instead of changing the firmware to prevent transmission on amateur frequencies, we're just going to change the programming software to lock down these other channels. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of times, um, I'm not sure how they handle frequency mode. They, they probably make frequency mode um, locked down to receive only all the time anyway. Whereas on, on uh, the KGXS20G and the KG935G and the KG1000G, if you are in frequency mode and you tune manually to a GMRS frequency, you can transmit. Mm-hmm. It's like the, the firmware and the radio knows what the rules are and what the valid frequencies are. So it really is a smart radio. Um, it's a smarter radio. It's it knows the rules. Yeah, there the you radio go. knows the rules. Yeah, I think that makes it a smart radio. The the other radios don't know the rules. They just have to. They rely on the software to be dumb or to enforce the rules. They're not as smart. These are smarter radios. Maybe we. I'll go with that. Are we stumbling upon a new slogan here? I think we are. I think we've got it. GMRS. <laughs> GMRS smarter. Yeah. Or smarter GMRS. Yeah. Do we need a t-shirt? I'll get right on that. You won't. <laughs> when I finish all these other projects I've got going on. but uh, I'd love uh, to make some t-shirts. Send, if you're listening, send us your t-shirt idea. Yeah. I want a t-shirt idea. Speaking of t-shirts, uh, I'm, uh, I'm finding myself sending out a couple of t-shirts uh, this week from, from the last episode. Uh <laughs> But we're not going there right now. <laughs> okay, let's let's go through some of these other features just so that uh, we can say that we told everyone. Yeah. We, we warned you. Um, it supports um, all standard and non-standard CTCSS and DCS tones. Mm-hmm. It has uh, two programmable function keys, one on the face of the radio, one on the side of the uh, mic. You can select between uh, any number, probably eight or ten different options. Yeah, that you quite can, a few options. This, yeah. this isn't just a one or two option deal. It's like when we were talking about the last episode, when we were talking about the 935G, and that was one of the things that impressed me about the uh, programmable buttons on the side of the radio is that, well, on some of the other radios out there, you only have a couple of options. Here we had a dozen and for, for each one, and a long and a short press, so you could get like two, you know, two different functions out of each button. I think that was really cool. And there's something similar going on here with the XS20G, the fact yeah. that you can really choose it from a lot of, of different functions and really the, customize it. My favorite thing is we, we had them change this radio so that you could um, assign any assignable function to any function key. Mm-hmm. Um, so you look at some radios and like the um, – Function key one can be these three items. Function key two can be these three items, and they're different. So, like, if you want scan to be your top button, it may not be an option. Maybe you can assign scan only to the bottom button. I've seen that. This radio isn't just customizable. It's customizable. I mean, really, you think about it. Yeah, you make, it, you make it your own. There, there are a lot of configurable options. Mm-hmm. Um now, the other cool thing here is the color LCD display. The display is really nice, and it's uh, pretty easy to read. And I think we've got uh, a lot of different icons there that are, are easy to 
decipher. Um, it, it also has um, some options that we had Ocean add as far as backlight timing. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, just like with the, the 935G, you have active mode and standby mode. For example, when you, once you uh, key up uh, and transmit, it goes into active mode. Or mm-hmm. once you receive a signal, it goes into active mode. So you can adjust the active mode and the, the standby mode brightness separately. So in standby mode, it can be dim and it can be bright mm-hmm. in active mode or vice versa. You have that ability. And then you can choose a number of seconds for how long it waits before it transitions from active mode to standby mode with no activity. I think that's, I think this has come a long way from the very first GMRS radio that Ocean put out because in the very beginning, and this, this is actually a testament here to the company that is making these radios. You know, we're listening to the GMRS users. We're not just putting out products People are suggesting, well, you know what? I could not, in the very beginning, I could not adjust the brightness levels on this radio, or I could not uh, change the amount of time that that brightness level stayed on uh, on that radio. Here, their suggestions are being listened to. They're being implemented. And the next model comes out, and now we have a model of radio that is a lot more versatile in terms of you know, setting brightness levels and adjusting to the display than we had at the very beginning. You're right. User feedback is absolutely critical. I, I'm not smart enough to come up with, you know, the the right features for this radio that the GMRS community is looking for. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I try to pay attention to what uh, users are telling us, and I, I kind of watch some of the Facebook groups and the um, forums and, and such, and um, that's where the ideas come from. If you have a suggestion for how we can make these radios better, tell us. We, we will get a lot listen. of them. We get a lot of suggestions, and we've implemented a lot of these lot. suggestions into the radios. Absolutely. Uh, now, there are certain things that we can't make them do <laughs> right now but uh there, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of great suggestions out there that are being looked at for possible Im- implementation in the future so we're listening to you ocean's listening to you the gmr's community is being heard ocean's listening to us um <laughs> uh, all right um Back to the features list. Okay. Uh, let's see. Where do we leave off? It's it's repeater capable. Yep. Obviously. It wouldn't they be mad if we left that out? <laughs> yeah. Simultaneous dual channel receive. You've got the FM radio in there. Yeah, the FM radio is, uh, uh, is a popular feature. Uh, yeah. You can uh, change a power level between mm-hmm. high and low. And you have a lot of different scan options. I mean, you have the channel scan. You have the priority scan. You can have 10 scan groups, and this this kind of goes back to the uh, uh, 905, Whereas, uh, except uh, with the 905, it was really more of its own little capsulated you thing. You could do channel groups can, you with, know. The, with the 905, and we yeah. get good feedback on the channel. I was a we little did. nervous about the channel groups because it's such an advanced feature, but you know, I haven't heard um, a complaint about the channel groups, mm-hmm. and it really 
uh, I guess it, some people really like that feature and the ability to quickly jump from one group to another and organize your channels how you like. Another big one, CTCSS and DCS tone scan. And uh, that is, um, you know, I demonstrated that in the new 935G video. Right. I did. Did a, I did a shot I where love, I actually I love showed how it worked. Yeah. Because we've had, and by the way, that is a direct result from customer feedback and, and from from the GMRS community because they were saying, well, you know, I don't, how does this work? And I had someone ask me specifically, how long does it take for the tone scan to actually scan and find the tone? And it was a good question. It was a very good question. And I thought, well, wait a minute, you know, that's one thing I haven't done here with these videos. I haven't actually shown people how the tone scan actually works, you know, visually, because you can get a better idea of how long it takes for it to scan by watching it scan. And that's what I did. Uh, it also supports split tones. That's, mm -hmm. um, that's an easy one, but uh, there were some radios, I believe, that did not support that, that mm -hmm. uh, and it became a big deal. The um, selectable bandwidth is another one that mm -hmm. uh, people really like being able to go into the menu and change the bandwidth themselves. Wide, narrow band, that sort of thing. And you do have to kind of watch that because a lot of these like really low-end radios will ship in narrow band only. And uh, like the, the bubble pack radios, like you see yeah. in the, the, your big box stores and stuff, those are generally all just narrow band, whereas wide band's better and we default to wide band. But we if you're can, talking to someone that's narrow band, you may need to change your settings because they're not yeah. going to be customizable on their side and you might not get great audio. You might sound like you're in a tunnel or something. We get um, uh, support feedback from customers using some of the bubble pack radios where they say, well, you know, I can't, I'm on this radio and I can't hear very well on this other radio. It's not coming in very clearly or if it's not, it's not very loud and I can't, what, what can I do about it? And that has to do with the narrow banding, wide banding issue. Uh, and I'm calling it an issue because there are some manufacturers that insist on keeping it keeping it narrow narrow band. Yeah, you can also switch between channel name, number, or frequency display. So even if you're in channel mode, mm -hmm. you can choose to show the frequency, the number of the channel, or the name that I, I, by default we put in GMRS dash zero one, for example, as the channel name. That's completely customizable. Mm -hmm. And you can um, change that if you like. Call it whatever you want in eight characters or less. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, display your voltage. Uh, you can uh, lock the keypad. Um, yep. there, there's a, a famous stopwatch timer that no one uses. Somebody asked me yesterday, what is the function of this? Why would anybody need a stopwatch timer or stopwatch, they were calling it, uh, in, in this radio? And um, I thought for a second, well, you know, actually, it does make sense to have one for certain people that are really into, like, some of the GMRS power users or people that are trying to. And this is really more for the ham crowd than the GMRS crowd. But because a lot of GMRS users are treating this more as a hobby now than, uh, than anything else, like the hams do. And if you're, if you're on a call... And you want to time the call, or you want to to uh, remind yourself of uh, you know how long. Well, I'm I'm on this call every 15 minutes. I got to give my call sign, that sort of thing. You got a stopwatch timer that you can help to time yourself, time the calls if you're logging calls, 
things like that. Uh, I can see a use for it, although I don't see a lot of people actually using it. I don't. I could see. I could see where there might be a use for it. Like I said, I don't use it. If if you're running a timer to figure out when to transmit your call sign, you, <laughs> you got might, bigger you problems. You might be stressing a little <laughs> too much about it. <laughs> you might be. Anyway, moving yeah. on, we got uh, we got button beeps, we got uh, voice English voice prompts. Um, oh, three point five millimeter external speaker port. That's yeah, yeah. Uh, that's important. It's also PC programmable. Um, uh, multiple speaker output settings. The, mm-hmm. There's a speaker in the hand mic as well. Yes, and uh, the hand mic is also backlit. I don't think I mentioned that earlier. The thing is about the speaker mic so that you can decide if you want the audio to come out of the, just the hand mic or out of the just out of the the unit itself or out of both. You know, you can customize all that any you know whichever way you want, and it makes it a lot more versatile. Now there are people that would say, "Well, why would I want to do that?" But then again, you've got a stopwatch timer, so. <laughs> oh, I've got a great tip. I I told someone this the other day, and they were uh, astounded. Like it was, they were like so happy that, to have learned this. So in case someone doesn't know out there, it, it's become popular to add additional channels for a repeater. For example, like let's say the, the default is repeater 16 or whatever, but you travel and you have another repeater on, on yeah, you're going to different 16. areas. Right. And they use different tones. So you mm-hmm. want to add channel 31 that's a copy of channel 16 or repeater 16 with a code uh, already in there. Instead of having to enter all your frequencies and all that, just go to, to the channel that you want to copy. And then go to the add channel menu setting, mm-hmm. and it'll ask you for the channel number, mm, and boom, you yeah. it, it's done. You've got a copy of the channel you were on in the new channel location that you selected. I didn't even think about that because, well, I don't travel much. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a, a time saver. Like a, someone was mm-hmm. like uh, going through uh, frequency mode, tuning the frequency, and then having to to set the the repeater offset and all this. And I was like, "There's already a channel for this in here. Just copy it. Just mm-hmm. go to that channel and and hit channel. Uh, I think it's add ch dash add is the menu option. Yeah, channel dash add. I think is what it is. And it also supports DTMF encoding and decoding, which is uh, handy to have. And uh, it has a reset. Now, the reason I'm mentioning the reset, because a lot of radios do have the reset, but the reason I'm mentioning specifically the reset is because for some folks who have radios like uh, UV5Rs, other import radios, and they're saying, oh, you know, I'm afraid to use my reset feature because if I reset this radio, it's going to revert to Chinese and everything's going to be all... In, in a language I don't understand, and I'm going to have to figure out, first of all, how to get it back to English, and, uh, and, and then take it from there, and it's just going to wipe everything out. And this is not the case with, with these radios, first of all. This particular radio, definitely not the case. You hit that reset, 
that you need to reset it for some reason, it takes you back to defaults that it came from out of the box. And right. we're talking about GMRS defaults with the 30 GMRS channels, the NOAA weather uh, radio, the FM radio, all the features, the way they came out of the box, and in English. Yeah, this, this is the case with all of the ocean radios yeah. that, that uh, we deal with. So if you're worried about that, don't be, because, and, and I think this makes the reset a much more powerful and a much more valuable feature here. Yeah. Reset. Great feature. Yeah. Well, well people don't Everyone think about loves that. a reset. You know what? Nobody thinks about the reset until they have to do a reset. Then it and becomes then the most think, important feature in the radio. And then they think, is this going to go to Chinese? Am I going to be stuck in the yeah. this reset radio? Is, am I going to get my GMRS channels back? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I feel know. your stress. Yeah, I'm, nobody thinks about the reset until it's time to do one, and then it's then it's the most important feature in that radio. <laughs> well, I, I think that covers the new KG XS20G compact mobile GMRS radio. Um, okay, now there is one question here. Um, which one to get? If you're looking at maybe getting a KG XS20G or a KG1000G, which is uh, which is the one? I mean, it's going to depend. Uh I, I think it depends on how much your budget is. Mm-hmm. If you can afford a $369 radio, the KG-1000G is a better radio. But then again, even if you can't afford the the highest-end radio, if you don't necessarily need all those features or use all those features, like you don't plan to make a repeater out of it, or mm-hmm. uh, maybe you don't plan to use some of the other higher uh, end features, you don't maybe need so much power. And maybe you have a, a smaller vehicle with not as much room for a lot of that stuff, even though it has the detachable faceplate. Uh, you know, room is still a consideration throughout the entire vehicle. So if you don't need all that, um, you know, and of course, it's less expensive. The KG Access 20G might be the, the, the best option for you. It may be more available as well. You may find yeah, the KG-1000G is <laughs> is backordered for a, a week. I mean, mm-hmm. we're still running a, a week or so behind on orders for the KG-1000G. So this this one um, may be more available. And I think it's it's clearly better than other radios in this price range, the, the competitive product. Uh, but uh, you're right. I mean, if the the KG-1000G does a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. if, if you're just looking for a radio that you can key up and talk to GMRS repeaters. I mean, I need it. And, uh, I mean. The, the XS-20G might be just plenty for you. Well, the KG-1000G will, will deliver on that and, yeah, and well, more. Yeah, yeah. Well, I was, uh, when I was shooting the video for the uh, XS-20G, which, by the way, you can go check it out by 2 or We're on our YouTube channel, by 2 Radios, um, to really get an up-close and personal look and really quick and and really check out its features. When I was shooting that video, I had some shots when I was showing it being mounted in a vehicle, my vehicle as a matter of fact, and I don't have a whole lot of room in there, but I was actually surprised when I took it out there and I started mounting it up into the vehicle just how small this radio is, because I'm, I'm looking at it in my hands, and yeah, it's a, it's a pretty compact radio. But when I took it out to my car and put it in that little area where I would put the radio, 
I was amazed at just how much room I still had left over. Oh, you know, it was very small. Uh, that that is true, and along with that, um, oh yeah, and what you're going to say? There's an accessory included with mm-hmm. a KG XS twenty G. This this may actually be a reason to go with this radio over the KG one thousand because you can plug this radio directly into uh, a cigarette lighter port. And it includes a 12-volt adapter for that purpose. Right. The the cable uh, is included for the cigarette plug power and also for direct wiring. So however you want to do it, if you want to direct wire it, we've got you covered. If you want to just plug it into your cigarette lighter, we've got you covered. And being 20 watts instead of 50 watts, it's safe to plug into that cigarette lighter Mm -hmm. in almost all cases. Because usually that's going to be a 10-amp or 15-amp fuse. And uh, this this isn't going to, to draw 10 amps. Mm-hmm. And there are reasons why people would want to do that. For one thing, if you're going to be using it in multiple locations and you need to take it back in the house or wherever you are in the office or whatever, mm-hmm. you just pull it out of there, just unplug it, and, and you're good to go. You can carry it around with you much more easily than you could by hardwiring the, the KG-1000G in the vehicle. Yeah, you could uh, you could use the same radio in your vehicle mm-hmm. and use it inside as a base station. Sure. You can bring it in, plug it into a, a Jackery power port or, or something mm-hmm. like that, and use use it as a base station or a, a uh, regular power supply for this built for a radio like this. You know where I see this radio positioned in between a handheld and a full mobile because you get a little you get the best of both. Yeah, between, between it, it, it a portable is, handheld and a and a mobile, it can be a more portable mobile. I mm-hmm. would say than, yeah. than like think about the the KG one thousand G. If you're doing a remote faceplate installation, that's going to be kind of permanent. You know, mm-hmm. that's you're not going to want to pull that out to go in and use it as a base station or to you know use on your UTV in the, yeah. the backyard or whatever. So the price on this, what's the price? The price is two nineteen ninety nine. Two nineteen ninety nine, which is pretty reasonable, I think. Very reasonable for this radio, with, and especially with all of its features. Yeah, I, I think so. I think in this price range, uh, when you look at, I don't know, within forty fifty bucks of this radio, uh, looking at the the other products that are um, around that ballpark. Um, I think this blows them away. Yeah, I agree. All right. Oh, you know, there is one more thing. $219.99. But if you use the promo code SHOW at checkout, when you order the XS20G, you get to save 5% off your order, off the entire order. Get an XS20G, get a nice antenna, get some other accessories that you might want to need. Use promo code SHOW, and you can save 5% off the whole thing. That's so great. And then great we deal. know that someone's actually listening, too. <laughs> well, we do know we have people listening because we get comments from uh, our listeners. And uh, I have a few right here. I've got a few questions and comments from our blog and our Please, forum. How many Gmail accounts do you have? <laughs> Not enough, apparently. Uh but we have some comments and questions from our blog and our forum at twowayradioforum.com. Um, the first one comes from Chris. And Chris says, Good evening. I just enjoyed listening to your podcast for the first time 
and we thank you for, for doing so, and appreciated the detail and discussion you provided about the KG-935G. As someone new to the world of radio, albeit 51 years old, I've really taken an interest in learning all I can. Last month, I purchased a couple of BTEC GMRS V1s in order to get acquainted with GMRS and got my FCC license. Yeah, I should have researched better and looked at you initially. Sorry, if it's any consolation, I wised up and recently purchased the UV90 Mate Anniversary Edition from you so I could start my ham journey on the right foot. Having fun learning the radio and programming it, but can't transmit yet until I get scheduled for my technician's test. Then I can run it fully through its paces. Anyway, I ran across a minor error on your show page that I thought I might mention. For the KG935G section, you listed new mobile radio from MERS, uh, which seems to tie to the previous episode. Very minor, but thought you might appreciate the note. I've subscribed now and plan to both catch future episodes and refresh on some of your previous ones to include what looks to be one of the original UV9D. Definitely eyeballing the KG935G, especially since I really appreciate the full keypad and features. Just need to wait a bit. Maybe at least until I tell my wife I'm passing the BTEX to my daughter so she and I can get some better GMRS radios for ourselves. Uh Um, He also has another note here. By the way, just a tad bit hard on Ethan. And that's from Chris. Chris, first of all, we really, really appreciate your comments, some great comments, and and uh, and the feedback is is excellent. By the way, I did have a little typo in there in the show notes from the last episode, and uh, I went in to fix them right away as soon as I got your email. So I really do appreciate that. Uh, that uh, that was a good catch. Thanks. And uh, look, look how nice you are to to Chris after what you did to Ethan on I the last episode. I, and now he says I was a bit hard on Ethan. Uh, and I bet we got less feedback this week after the the Ethan incident. Oh, right? I, I, well, I'm, I apologize to sending the email, and then he, uh, uh, you just slammed the poor guy. I didn't slam him. I was just, you know, I was, I was just respectfully disagreeing, as I said in the last episode. Uh, your and, your and, buddy Chris said that you were hard on Ethan. He agrees with well, me. Well, okay. So that, that's one vote for you, one, against, one vote against me. But uh, for those who didn't catch the last episode, go catch the last episode. But uh, if, if just as a recap, uh, yeah, Ethan was uh, nice enough to point out on our episode about the KG-1000M that uh, there was, we were calling it the first mobile radio from MERS, and he was pointing out that there was one radio previously Available for MERS, but it technically wasn't MERS because yeah, here you go again. You know, here you go uh, slamming Ethan okay, yeah, again. Oh, another <laughs> episode. But and oh, everybody said I was being really too tough on him, and I was, and I was just respectfully disagreeing. But look, I'm sending. We, we I, don't I, have I, enough listeners to, to <laughs> have you insulting them uh, one by one. I've already sent an email out to Ethan, letting him know he's <laughs> won a T-shirt and some swag and. Um, I, I'm just waiting to hear back from him so I can, uh, can send it out, get his t-shirt size and send it all out to him. But yes, I, I am sending him all that gear and I, and I apologize. Ethan, if you think I was too hard on you, I apologize. Didn't mean to be, uh, it, it was just, uh, trying to, trying to, uh, 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 provide um, my view of it, but uh, it wasn't wasn't mean to be tough, but you know what for Chris, because Chris, even though he sided with you. Mm-hmm. He has mm-hmm. such a good yeah, such a good email here. I'm gonna go send him a Chris, I'm sending you a t shirt and some swag too. I'll send you some of that too. So uh I'll be in contact with you uh shortly so uh so we can make that happen. 
Um, you really think I was hard on Ian? I didn't think I was, but you know, I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe it came across as too intense. Maybe that's what it was. Don't take my word for it. Listen to your new friend Chris, who, who <laughs> said that uh, I was right. Okay. Well, if I was too hard on you, Ethan, or if it came across that way, I apologize. I do. See, I apologize openly. I'm not afraid to admit when I'm wrong, as I often am. So, um, okay, our next one comes from G- Grigori. And, Gregory? Uh, no, he says Grigory. Grigory? That's what it says. G-R-I-G-O-R-I. And uh, Grigory wants to know, why are the channels installed from the factory spread across three zones or banks? If I were to reconfigure this with the 20... Oh, and he's talking about the... Uh, uh, KG905G uh, programming menu options. It says, why are the channels installed from the factory spread across three zones or banks? If I were to reconfigure this with the 22 simplex and eight repeater channels together, would this impact something else, such as scanning? If not, why did they do it that way? And that's from Grigori. That's a good question. Well, we talked about that earlier in this episode, and yeah. I uh, I said we've only gotten good feedback, and now here we go with uh, someone that, that, that this is the first give us feedback, good feedback I've ever heard uh, on this feature that uh, was uh, a little confusing. No, um, if you use the radio as normal, uh, where you just use the channel uh, knob or the arrow keys to switch channels, you're never even going to notice you're going from one group to another. But uh, they're split that way because uh, what we have are, are four groups, channels one through seven are in a group. Because those are the the five watt um, historically GMRS channels. Channel eight through fourteen is in group two because those are the low power channels that are historically FRS channels. But uh, since the Reformation in twenty seventeen, they're uh, they're now GMRS. Then you have group three, which are the high power channels, and group four are the repeater channels. The um, advantage of doing this is it makes it – there's a button on the side that by default is group up. So it makes it quicker to jump around to different groups. And you can add your own groups. You can rearrange the channels if you like using the programming software, and you're not going to hurt anything. So uh, if you don't like it, change it to, to whatever, you, whatever you do like. Okay, our last one uh, comes from T. Karens, and uh, – He's asking about the Motorola RDM2070D, and he wants to know, does anyone know for certain if there is a way to change these radios any more than you can do from the radio itself? I know you can change the channels and squelch codes, but I don't see any way of enabling, scramble, or programming the side buttons. I know these were marketed specifically for Wally World, but I'm guessing they are just customized RDM2080D radios. I would even be okay with reverting them back to a 2080. As they are, the normal CPS software does not recognize them and therefore won't let you program. And that's from T. Karens. Well, there's a reason for that. It's because they're specifically for um, for the uh, the big box store uh, being mentioned. And uh, yeah, it is basically a specific version of the RDM 2080D that was made for that big box store. And, uh, you know, as far as I know, those are all discontinued anyway. Uh, I think the RDM 2080D has been long been discontinued, is replaced by the RMM 2050. Um, and I think the uh, 20, I think that's the same case with the RDM 2070D. Yeah, I, I think um, the, uh, and now it's been a while since I've looked into this, but I, I think the order of events was, um, 
I'm, I'm going to uh, give them a plug here. Walmart. Um, <laughs> Walmart. I was going to mention any names, but okay. Well, Walmart buys a lot of radios, yeah. right? And uh, they um, buy so many radios, and they, they use MERS frequencies. Mm-hmm. So That's what these are, by the way. These are MERS radios, you know. All right. Here's the, the order of events, as I seem to recall them, which my memory may be fuzzy. But uh, there used to be a MERS radio for Motorola way back in the day called a uh, RDM twenty eighty D, yeah, I believe, because it had it had a uh, screen, a on little it. screen, and uh, a special version of that radio was created just for Walmart. There was a mm-hmm. MERS radio, and the the Walmart version is a MERS radio. Motorola has since come out with a. Um, I guess a better MERS radio without a screen. <laughs> without a screen, it's a, a five-channel radio, and there's five MERS frequencies, so it, it it's seems like it's more built for MERS. But the Walmart model still exists, and it's a special thing. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I don't know where you're going to find programming software for it. I don't know that there's a way to revert it to a 2080. Yeah, um, and the normal CPS software isn't going to work for it because it's specifically for Walmart. It's not for, for general public use. And here's the other thing, uh, and I'm, I'm going to make this commentary a little bit because, uh, and I don't know of his situation, you know, and, and how he acquired the radio per se, but over time I have heard and seen of, of radios like these that wind up, you know, they, they're old or, or the, they're being upgraded or whatever for whatever reason, they're winding up on places like eBay, mm-hmm. um, selling you know aftermarket, you know, selling on eBay as a secondhand radio, and and then people buy these radios because you know they don't know they're just radios, and there are a lot of people that buy. It. And, that, and this is nothing against DeCarence because I like once again I don't know uh, his his uh, particular scenario. I'm just saying this because I it's an observation that I've made looking at radios on eBay and then getting feedback from people asking about these radios that, well, I just bought this from eBay. How do I get it? How do I get it uh, programmed the way I want? And, and that's the dang, well, okay. That's the downside of buying things from eBay as opposed to say buying something from us where you don't really know what you're getting and there's no support for it. And, you never know where it's been. Well, this this is a bad situation, I guess. If you bought a radio that's made for Walmart and programming software doesn't exist in the wild for that radio, and you want to change frequencies, you're sort of you, you got to go stuck. back to your, yeah. your eBay seller and and hope that um, they're still around. <laughs> I was just going to say <laughs> that, uh, but yes, I mean, that's one of the. People take that risk all the time. They do it with uh, yeah, the I mean, radios and Maybe, maybe but, he got this um, radio for five bucks from his, his friend who got fired mm-hmm. and forgot to hand his radio in. And <laughs> <laughs> that sort of thing's been known to happen, too, I, I understand, as, as I've heard. Um, and if, if you're with Walmart and you want to buy some MERS radios, we have a Motorola RMM 2050 that works great with your yeah. existing radios. Well, I guess it does it for our comments and questions this week. Send in your comments and questions for Danny, Anthony, or myself to show at buy2wayradios.com. If you want to know more about today's topic or about two-way radios in general, check out our forum discussions at twowayradioforum.com. 
You can subscribe to the Two-Way Radio Show directly from our website, twowayradioshow.com, or hear it wherever podcasts can be found because they're all over the place. You can subscribe uh, to the Two-Way Radio Show by just going to twowayradioshow.com. Click on the subscribe by email button under the subscribe section and put in your email address. You'll get the latest episode of the Two-Way Radio Show as soon as it comes out. You'll be the first to get it. And um, no salesman will call. Okay, That email address is just to subscribe to the show. So don't worry about it. All right, before we go, any final comment? I think we covered it. I think we did? You sure we did? I'm not sure, but um, I can't think of anything to add. So Okay. We could talk all day about this XS20G, and yeah, I think well, we already we'll, have. We'll stop the recorder, <laughs> and then we'll, we'll, keep, uh, we'll keep talking about it. All right. All right, well, today's show is sponsored by BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Whether you're searching for two-way radios for general consumer or business use, BuyTwoWay Radios can help you find the best solution for your needs. Enter the promo code SHOW at checkout and save an additional 5% off your order. Give us a call at 1-800-584-1445 or enter our live chat at BuyTwoWayRadios.com. Well, everyone, as always, thanks for listening. And until next time, for the Two-Way Radio Show, I'm Rick Savoy. And I'm Danny Feimster. And we're out.